United Soccer Coaches is proud to present the United Soccer Coaches podcast, presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer broadcaster Dean Linky. That's right, the NSCAA is now United Soccer Coaches. We aren't changing who we are, just what you call us. We unite coaches at every level of the game around the passion of the game. Now, here's our host, Dean Linky. I am Dean Linky, delighted to be with you for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Don't forget that at this year's 2018 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Philadelphia, I was in the Team Snap booth for several hours. During that time, we were able to talk to so many people at so many levels of soccer in this country. And that's what this last show is all about as we kind of spray it to all areas of soccer. We start by talking to Denise Reddy. This young woman had waited so long to be a head coach in a professional women's league in the United States, and she has it now. She leads Sky Blue FC this year of the NWSL. She is great. During her interview, she talks about how Team Snap has made her life easier. With that, we go to Ken McDonald, the Chief Growth Officer of Team Snap. He gives us the latest and greatest on everything that is happening with our presenting sponsor. Love Ken McDonald, love Team Snap. From there, I think you'll enjoy a few minutes with Terry Ransbury. So his oldest daughter, big time ballet star, decided to go to ballet school full time while working on the internet to get her high school degree. She's already a professional down in Florida. One of his sons, Calvin, also a big time soccer player, he felt like he also needed to do the same thing for him because he had to get enough hours on the field, enough hours in the school. So he created his own soccer school now in North Carolina, could be other places soon. It's called the Accelerator School. Terry Ransbury is on the show. Finally, when you're at the convention, it's about networking. It's also about going down memory lane. For so many years, as you might recall, I was the play-by-play voice of the then-named NSCAA College Game of the Week on Fox Soccer Channel. Well, my broadcast partner for so many of those games was former Georgetown men's soccer coach Keith Tabatsnik. Keith also goes down memory lane with me as well. Big show, all different levels. Hope you enjoy it because it's coming up next with Denise Reddy, head coach of Sky Blue FC of the NWSL. Does managing your club or league feel like a second job? If so, you might need some help. With Team Snap, you can get it. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, everything you need is online, which means no more trips to the bank, no more lost checks, and no more colossal spreadsheets. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com. Dean Linky with you here on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap gathering evergreen episodes here at the 2018 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Philadelphia where the who's who of soccer are present. And speaking of the who's who, man, we're always excited when somebody gets an opportunity to take that next step. And Denise Reddy has given so much to the game, so much to the development of women's professional soccer as well. She was a great player at Rutgers. She has worked at the PDA level, Development Academy, professional level. Last year was the assistant coach for Jim Gabera at the Washington Spirit. Now she is the top dog, the head coach for Sky Blue FC. And 
you know, just on that single statement, the head coach of Sky Blue FC in this league that's now getting ready for its sixth year. So this league is going to make it. NWSL, talk about this new role. you got to be excited. Oh, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. I'm extremely excited to be taking on this new role. I definitely feel like, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful, but I, I've, I'm definitely ready. I mean, I've done my homework. I've I've been overseas. I've been a head coach. I've been now back in this league two years with Jim Gabara. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. So I'm, it's really exciting. Well, here's the thing, too. At the United Soccer Coaches, they are so inclusive, right? They open the doors to everybody. And the stuff they do, the women's breakfast for women coaches, it's exciting to see now three female coaches in the league. That's important. Oh, it's extremely important, and, you know, everyone was saying that yesterday when we did the head coach's photos, like, this is a first, and, you know, this is exciting, and, yeah, I mean, you know, things, things are definitely going in the right direction, both for, you know, the players, uh, because without the players, you know, there, there's no job for us either, so uh, I do think things are going in the right direction, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting to see what happens, especially, I do believe also the league is going to take off, and, you know, we're already, you know, this year talking about, you know, you know, you're looking at your roster thinking, okay, if next year's an expansion year, okay, what does that mean to what we're picking, who we're getting in the draft, so that's a good thing. Denise Reddy, head coach now of Sky Blue FC. I got to know you when I was the voice of the Chicago Red Stars, the second go-around with the WPS. And it feels like, as you know, and you talked about going overseas as well, everybody learns some lessons from, you know, perhaps even the failures of that league. As you said, the sustainability now of the NWSL looks pretty strong. It does, uh, for sure. And, and, you know, going into year six is a, is a definitely true measure of that. I totally enjoyed the WPS also and uh, you know I had a, a great time in Chicago and there were some pretty amazing people working for that Red Stars team you know if you look to where all of those people have gone now it's just in incredible we were working out of a little trailer yeah, in the man, parking lot. Marsha McDermott <laughs> right incredible. Peter Wilt was yeah. in that trailer so it was you know it, it's it's definitely uh it's it's great to be in a league where you know everyone's hoping and, and working to make it successful also you know and that it feels like no one's fighting against you everyone's going to do everything they can like we're going to make this work and you know then then you know then you have a little bit more motivation as well well you also got to put butts in seats right and yeah. here you go you played at Rutgers. I was giving you a compliment, wondering if you played with Carly Lloyd. Bless your heart. And now you've just acquired Carly Lloyd, which is great, right? Because she's from New Jersey. I think Delran, New Jersey, and she's coming home as a player for Sky Blue FC. For sure. I mean, you know, Carly has a, had an amazing career so far. Um, and to her, she wants to keep going. She's, you know, she's totally committed. And from you know, very early on when I was looking to take the job, you know, it has been crystal clear um, from her that she wants to come home, that this is somewhere she wants to be. So, you know, for us, of course, it's, you know, that, that's so important that, you know, you want to represent Sky Blue FC, our club, in our home area. But, you know, wanting to be a part of that and, and ready to come home is, is definitely a, a big factor of why, you know, and of, of course, you know, she, she is world class, so. Well, you already said that you wanted to be a head coach again at this level. Talk about that process when they reached out to you and going through the interview process that had to be pretty exciting and also maybe a little nerve-wracking as well. Yes, uh, for sure, because it is, there's only, you know, there's only 10 jobs. 
to, if you want to stay, you know, and I've been in Europe, coached in Europe, it's been great. But if you want to be back in, in the United States and coaching at the pro level, then, you know, there's, there's 10, 10 chances you have. So um, when this did open up, I was interested and, you know, um, I, w I was looking at a few other places as well, to be honest. But, you know, this was, of course, the job I've always wanted and uh, felt ready for it. All right, you're here in the Team Snap booth, and one of the parallels is you think about the development first of PDA and then also forming Sky Blue and everything else with Charlie Namo and the Development Academy, and along the way you got acquainted with Team Snap because it helps communicate the most effectively. That's a nice little tie-in as we talk about the fact that you've done it all. For sure. I, I'm not the most technical person mm -hmm. at all. I mean, I work on, you know, pen and paper, uh, like I, and I like to write things down and be able to check them off. Well, actually, I'm not even going to say pen. I want a number two pencil and paper. That's, that's how I work best. But so, you know, something as, and I'm not, I, simplicity doesn't mean to, to put it down at all, but for someone like me that is not very good to be able to use something to organize, to be able to control everything from schedule to messages to, you know, to workouts to film is just, you know, it's really exciting. And, and Team Snap definitely gives me that privilege. You think about the landscape changes of youth soccer and, you know, first ECNL, now U.S. Soccer with the Development Academy. At the end of the day, no matter how much the landscape changes and you think about college soccer as well, you just had the draft. Women's soccer in the United States, we know about the superpower with the national team. It just keeps getting better and better. It does, and I do think, you know, it's going to take a little time, as it did on the men's side, for the Development Academy to kick off. But, you know, I do, I do believe that it's, you know, the whole setup and the whole concept of something, you know, it's it's necessary. Otherwise, you know, I, I truly believe U.S. soccer hadn't, wouldn't go in and say we're going to invest all of this money and this is a necessity if it wasn't. So it's definitely a necessity. And I do I do think in the next few years when the transition, you know, because right now I think there's still kids in Eastern Elk, still kids in Academy. So it's, you know, maybe not as strong teams as, you know, as the Academy should be. But I do see going in the future that it's going to be the place to be, the place to recruit. You know, that's going to be the standard for so youth soccer. So we touched on it. You played such a big role in developing these young players years ago. Now, Denise Reddy, I'm sure you realize this as you get ready and you look in the mirror. You are going to be responsible for bringing up new stars to the U.S. women's national team or protecting current stars in even other countries with the way this league is going. In my opinion, the best league in the world. That is a big role, a lot of responsibility there. It is. It's definitely a lot of responsibility, but I, I do feel, and that's why I am a strong, I, I'm strongly for the development at a younger age. I do feel that when they get to the pro level, so, you know, all the youth through college, when they get to the pro level, they need to have tools so that our job of transit, like, here's the player, here's the next step. It's not a big step. It shouldn't be that big of a step if, if they're at that level. All right, finally, and I think this is one that's always been important to me as somebody who's covered women's soccer forever, used to do the game of the week for Fox Soccer where we did women's college soccer. I was the original voice of the courage back in the early 2000s. I love the sport, role models, getting the word out that they can now aspire for this. You've got the mic, right? I want everybody that's listening across the country to support this league, but specifically those in the New Jersey, Philadelphia, all that area, we need them to come out and support this team because when they do, one, the soccer is off the charts. Two, the role models are unbelievable. 
Yeah, and, and I think, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head there. I think the one thing people do not realize is that when you come to a, a women's professional game, you come to Sky Blue FC, you know, you're, you, yes, there's definitely, it's good, it's good football. It's, it's just good soccer. At the second, though, when you're bringing up, you know, younger or you're bringing up players, female or male, there's, there's, they get to have a connection. You know, the, the, female, the female professional players are in the stands or they're talking, they're sending autographs. You get to have a connection, which, you know, sometimes I feel is very hard at other, on other stages. But on our stage, it's there, and we want to keep that. We want to have, you know, people have to come out to realize that this is something special. You know, and just take, take away the soccer everything else the atmosphere and, and it's something special and i do i think once you get people to come out to one game it's usually not one and done well said denise reddy the head coach that's right you heard it right the head coach <laughs> of sky blue fc good luck the season will be here before you know it congratulations all right thank you so much for having me so denise reddy you heard her talking about how team snap has helped her stay organized even though she's not the most technology savvy person in the world speaking of team snap their chief growth officer ken mcdonald of course he was at the convention we had the great panel he sat down with me one-on-one -on -one, talking about all the latest hot news with team snap and he's up next when we come back the NSCAA is now United Soccer Coaches. We help you develop into better coaches so you can develop better players. We aren't changing who we are, just what you call us. Go to unitedsoccercoaches.org slash join today. This is the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. And always pleased to be spending time with the Chief Growth Officer of Team Snap. That's Ken McDonald and Ken First off, thank you so much for renewing the sponsorship. It's great to continue the podcast as the feedback has been phenomenal. So thank you for being a part of this special podcast. Hey, we love uh, sponsoring the podcast. It's doing just great work out there. So we absolutely wanted to be part of it again. We also want to use this forum to stay current, right? So we know what you're up to. What are some of the new developments for Team Snap? Well, I mean... Uh you know, the, the company started a lot on uh, serving the needs of individual coaches. So it was one coach, you know, a, a product for an individual coach to streamline their, um, their team. Uh, over the last four or five years, we've really had a lot of momentum around working with larger organizations, sports clubs, sports leagues, um, tournament directors, those sorts of things. And uh, recently, we've been really doubling down on that. We have a really uh, great uh, tool for doing league scheduling, for doing tournament scheduling, collecting money for tournaments. And we're just about to roll out a invoicing feature that allow organizations to go ahead and bill parents for an upcoming season or a camp or um, you know, kits or wh whatever they, they need to do. Um, and all those things are sort of taking that same uh, kind of ethos of trying to streamline the organization so you can spend more time in the athletes, but bring that to larger organizations. Yeah, by adding invoicing, it's just another step toward that efficiency, right, which is what Team Snap is all about. Absolutely. I mean, you know, people, no, nobody gets into this uh, type of work to say they want to deal with the, the logistics. They are here to work with the athletes to make a difference in people's lives. And uh, yeah, collecting money is, that's one of those things you want to do it as 
quickly and as efficiently and reliably as you possibly can. For sure, you want to make your team successful that are using TeamSnap by being more efficient. But come on, we also like to get the pat on the back. We like to pound our chest a little bit, and we also like to have success. Talking about you specifically, and a lot of times that comes with rankings. And boy, in sports, rankings are there, as you know, as you Absolutely. think about uh, college football and everything else. And speaking of rankings, apparently your ranking is really high among apps at the Apple Store. Absolutely. There is a service that goes through and ranks all the two million some odd apps in the Apple Store based on the ratings that users give. And they rank the apps from the app that people like the most to the app that people like the least. And we are typically in the top 15. We've been as high as number six. And to give you perspective, the number one spot is pretty much always locked down by the Bible. So, you know, we're pretty much at the top of the list in terms of apps that people uh, love the most. There's God and there's Team Snap. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And obviously, uh, we kind of said that in jest, but really core values is such a key part of what Team Snap is all about. So that works perfectly. It does. I mean, you know, I, I think Team Snap's always been kind of an interesting situation. When the, the company got set up, we had the CEO in one location, we had some other key people in another location, and we decided right from the, the get-go that we were going to be a distributed company. So we were going to let people work from where they live. We weren't going to move everybody to Colorado where we're headquarters. And what we discovered as part of that, and I think it fits a lot with the coaching background that a lot of us had, is it meant that we had to treat people really as adults and push the responsibility down because if I can't see you sitting in your chair, I don't know how many hours a day you worked, I don't know what you're working on, I need to just instead focus on, you said you were going to do these things for me this week, did you get those done or not? And really not worry so much about, you know, again, what hours you're working and, and those sorts of things. And that just uh, brings a different level of trust into the, into the organization. And I think uh, it, it also means pushing a lot of responsibility down because, again, if, you, if you're not kind of hovering over someone, you got to step back and say, all right, I know you're going to get these things done and I'm going to rely on you to, to get there. Here with Ken McDonald, the Chief Growth Officer for Team Snap. And, you know, being here with you in person at the 2018 United Soccer Coaches Convention is awesome. And then also meeting Brett Rhodes. And you just said it, that culture. I mean, you can feel it around this booth, the culture and trust. Just go ahead and expand on that a little bit. It's always been a big part of us. Transparency is kind of a big piece that goes along with that you know, trying to, to not hide information. As I'm one of the guys on the management team, and we've always said, look, if, it's, uh, if there's information, unless it's something incredibly sensitive, we're going to inform the whole team if it's good news or, or bad news. And then one of the other parts of the, the culture that has been a big uh, piece of this that I think ties back to what we've been talking about, and, uh, and, and these are, by the way, in our kind of written uh, values for the company, is... Big ideas, tiny egos. So let's push forward, you know, and get to big ideas, get to, uh, you know, making a lot of progress, but let's not spend a lot of time worrying about whether that was my idea, your idea, or was 80% mine, 20% yours, or mm -hmm. somebody else's. 
you know, we're all here to, to move things forward. And actually one more that I'll just add, which is, and, and this actually I think is why the rating is so high for the app, is if the customers can't figure it out, it's, it's our fault. And I think that again sort of tamps down the ego and just says, look, we're here to serve the customer and if they think it's confusing, you know, a lot of software companies this way, all the users are dumb, they can't figure it out. To us, it's, hey, we were the dummies then if we couldn't make it such that people could figure out how to use it. So well said. With that final question, big ideas, tiny egos, is we reflect because we can, because earlier we did the panel discussion and we know the numbers are going to be incredible. When you think about the discussion we had on the landscape of youth soccer, you know, with yourself, Jason Sachs, with Positive Coaching Alliance and with Matt Morse. How about that panel? That was pretty awesome. That panel was awesome. I, you know, I, I think the thing that struck all the, the three of us was just how everybody is seeing sort of the same trends and it, you know, the sport has really gotten so much more sophisticated over the past you know, five, 10 years in particular. And there's both a, a, a good and a bad of that. And I think everybody is just learning you know, and adjusting what does that, that really mean. So I thought, I was, thought it was fascinating that you know, we all, even though we hadn't really talked about it, all seeing the sport mature in very much the same sort of ways. Ken McDonald, Chief Growth Officer for TeamSnap. Thanks for having me on the show. Great to visit again with Ken McDonald, the Chief Growth Officer for Team Snap. As we kind of throw it around in today's show, next up is going to be Terry Ransbury, a man who had a vision to develop a full-time soccer school. It's called the Accelerator School. He was at the convention. They had a booth at the convention. They got involved. Let's learn more about what he's got going on when we come back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Managing your club or league shouldn't feel like a second job. With Team Snap, it doesn't have to. They help their customers save time and sanity on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com. Once again, here's Dean Linky. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap Dean Linky. Delighted to be with you and delighted to be with Terry Ransbury, who is the founder and school director for the Accelerator School, a full-time soccer school. At the moment, it's in the triangle, but they're looking to expand, and we'll find out about those plans. And uh, brilliant guy, engineer, I, I call you a genius, Terry Ransbury, how you doing? I'm well, very well, Dean. Thanks for having me. Yeah, delighted to have you. So the Accelerator School, what is it? It was a concept uh, that I developed with uh, Coach Kerr out of Duke University, uh, who has coached my son for a lot of years. And, and really, I, I did this before with my daughter as a ballet student. And we started a school with seven girls in the ballet uh, to really maximize their energy and sleep. Uh, so John heard of it, and he said, hey, we need to do this for soccer. And so two years ago, we started this um, in the uh, Wake Med Soccer Park in cooperation with... Uh, a professor at UNC Business School who did our curriculum development. Uh, John's in charge of the soccer strategy, and then I kind of just work the, the finances and make sure that the ship is going in the right direction. Well, talking about right direction, before we learn more about the specific accelerator school, if people are wondering if this works, guess what your daughter's up to? Tell everybody. Oh, thanks for letting me uh, brag on my daughter. She 
Uh, just turned 18, but about six months ago, she became a professional ballet dancer in Orlando with the Orlando Ballet Company. So uh, prototype worked out very well. I'm a proud daddy, and she's, she's doing excellent. And really, as a, she's a pro, and that's what they do at that age. And they do it as well, long as their body can last, and she's having a good time and couldn't be more proud of her. And it was all grounded on the notion of X amount of hours of work in your, quote, field. Tell us again the hours, because it's well documented, and that is really a key behind everything you're doing, right? Absolutely. We believe in that 10,000-hour rule. I know there's some controversy about it, but it's pretty undeniable. Uh, You can look at the Beatles and their history of working in Hamburg. Uh, But when it comes to soccer, what we see in the world is that the South Americans are getting to 10,000 hours uh, by the time they are 15. And maybe they're not going to school as much as possible, but you can't argue with the quality of player they're producing. The Europeans are coming out at 10,000 hours at age 22, and it's very commensurate with the pro schedule. Turning pro, you'll see a phenom every once in a while, but basically they're on track and they set the standard of the world. If you follow the guidelines for American soccer, you don't get to 10,000 hours unless you do something extra until you're 29. And we think that's too late to be a, uh, an effective pro. People hear this, they think, wow, 10,000 hours, they're not getting any academic time. Nope, you're wrong on that because the academic platform is phenomenal, right? Tell us about it. It is. Uh, and the, the really, the only way you can fit that time in is to control the school day. Uh, you can't have the kids practice for four hours in the afternoon. They just don't have the endurance to do that. Um, so you have to split it up. And we essentially work in the morning uh, with an uh, hour and a half of training. And then we had the ability to design a school with a blank sheet of paper with an expert in curriculum development. So I would argue that we, and I would put my son in the school without the soccer because we had a chance to do some things that the public schools just have so much inertia that they can't do. And the reason it's so excellent now is really uh, we're riding on coattails of those uh, school moms that took their kids out of school and did that and the available material that we choose from is just outstanding these days. You also bring in experts right and let's go back to the soccer thing because ironically Austin Deleuze, Wake Forest is all-time leading assist man. He played in Major League Soccer. He plays for North Carolina FC which this year will be in USL and he comes in and, yeah, he's around the, you know, the kids while they're playing, but he's in the classroom as well. He was voted man of the year, and for really good reason. He is an excellent guy. He's kind of been a big brother to the school, um, hanging around on the sidelines when we take the school to the, to the professional sideline in their, in their scrimmages or in their practices. Uh, sometimes he's taking a day off because of his age and his body, but he'll mentor the kids, tell them what they're seeing out there. He's just a really good guy and works in the classroom on his own time. We, we compensate him a little bit, but not enough. And then we also have subject matter experts that come in. Uh, I actually do software programming to the middle schoolers. And I have to admit a story. I was not prepared that they were going to do so well. I didn't have enough lesson prepared, and they just took it uh, right to heart. And again, it's a credit to the homeschoolers that uh, have made this business. And so the online stuff that's available, like programming, I use the Scratch program out of MIT, and the kids get it right away. I have them do a bouncing soccer ball, and I thought that might take more than one day, and they were done in like half the time, so I had to scramble. But they, uh, it's just an example. We bring in um, entrepreneurs from businesses. Some of the dads have great businesses that are fathers of the students in the school. We go on field trips, um, and we, we do a full-featured school. And I, I, I love it, and it's fun. 
and the quality of education will, we need to prove that out over time. We're just uh, in our second year, but I think we're going to show great results. Lesson learned after year one, key lessons that you'll build on going into year two. Early access to the parents in the academic year. So uh, we've now developed a joint uh, marketing program with the clubs that we're going to try out to get access to the parents who uh, are sometimes contemplating private school and need deposits done by February, March timeframe. We need to present uh, to them what our school is all about and the clubs are really the gateway so that we are now reaching out to the clubs with a uh, mutually beneficial program that incentivizes them to help us get school kids and we have the opportunity to hire their coaches, rent their facilities, and so we, we see it as a, I know it's trite, but a win-win situation. Finally, Terry, where can people learn more about the Accelerator School and everything that makes it tick? Online, we are www.accelerator.school, and you're welcome to check us out, contact me, and I'd be glad to talk to you about opportunities. Terry Ransbury, Accelerator School. Thanks for being with us. Always a pleasure, Dean. Thank you. Okay, finally, as you know, we're called United Soccer Coaches now. For many years, we were the NSCAA, and for many years, we had the NSCAA Game of the Week on Fox Soccer Channel. Longtime Georgetown head soccer coach on the men's side, Keith Tabatsnik was my broadcast partner for so many years. We just take a little stroll down memory lane to end the show. It's my old partner, Keith Tabatsnik, when we come back on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by Team Snap. Looking for ways to improve your training sessions? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for over 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential for every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to take your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. This is the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Delighted to be with my longtime broadcast partner with the member. We're a year into United Soccer Coaches. Used to be called NSCAA and for so many years on Fox Soccer was the NSCAA Game of the Week and Keith Tabatsnik was my broadcast partner and Keith Tabatsnik is with me now. Good to see you, Keith. Tell you what, Dean, it's great to be back with you. It feels just—it feels so natural to be in the booth with you again. You know, I wish we had a soccer game to go to, but if we don't, at least the convention's here for us, right? Amen, right? It's great seeing you with the headset on. I feel the same way. And, Keith, here's the great tie-in as well as you think about this uh, podcast presented by Team Snap. You're now the director of soccer for McLean Youth Soccer, an outstanding youth organization. So you're continuing to make a difference for youth, which is so important in this country. Yeah, well, I, I, I tell you, one of the things is, is uh, since I left Georgetown, I got into a lot of things with the youth game, and one of the main reasons for leaving was to try to, you know, make a difference where the real development is, and that's certainly with the youth and with a organization as strong as, uh, you know, McLean Youth Soccer, head by, you know, uh, Louise Waxler, former president of NSCA, you mm-hmm. know, a, a program as well. We're obviously in good hands, too. Keith the Batsnake, who played uh, at American 76 to 79 and was the head coach for the Georgetown Hoyas from 1984 to 2005. Take you back to those American days. You had a pretty good team there. Yeah, we did. Uh, our teams at American were the first two teams, a junior and senior year, to make the NCAAs in any sport at American. And in the uh, final year, we uh, went to the final eight, lost to Clemson both years. Uh, they had a 
bunch of uh, very seasoned Nigerians, shall we say. Uh, Benedict Papula. I, I wouldn't know him if he walked in the room, but I knew his back very well if he walked out. I was chasing him all day. <laughs> That's not the first time you use that line. It's not the first time I've laughed at it as well. But, uh, I, you know, what, the Duke assistant coach was on your team too, right? Okay. He was okay. after me, but he was at okay. America. Yeah, yeah, Michael he Brady. May, he may not appreciate me saying that, actually, right? <laughs> um, well said, but Michael Brady went there. And, uh, oh, no, Michael looks older than me, so I can understand There you that. go. Yeah. And Michael Moylan, uh, yes. you coached right at Georgetown. Yeah, my first four years at Georgetown was Michael Moylan's four years there. You know, Michael, of course, the, the founder and owner of Soccer.com Eurosports. So, as I as I say, you know, Michael was a good player there, but he done a, did a lot more for me after he left school and, uh, you know, took over Eurosport. You think about your time at Georgetown. What do you remember about uh, your time as uh, the top man on the sideline with the Hoyas? Well, you know, a lot of people ask, do you, do you miss it and everything? And, and the, the number one thing that I, I say every time and it comes right is I miss the day-to-day -day with, the, with the kids, you know, day-to-day -day with the players and the relationships that you build. And it was interesting, I was just listening to Bruce Arena talk a little bit, and he was asked about the difference between college and pros and international. And Bruce basically said, he said, to be honest with you, the, the most fun was doing the college because of the influence you have on, on people's lives. Uh, but, you know, I, I miss that. The Big East was so good back then and, uh, uh, you know, it is still now. But uh, it's just a sideline and working with those, those kids. And, of course, seeing some of them do very well, like Danny Gargan, who you know, had a great MLS career. And stay in touch with so many of them. So interesting when I think about uh, you in the Georgetown, you know, silver and blue, or what do you, is it gray and blue? Gray and blue and gray, gray and blue, yes, yeah. Exactly. And then I think about uh, big John Thompson running around <laughs> there. You know, you got Keith the Batsnick and John Thompson. That had to be quite the sight. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple Coach T's there, you know. <laughs> we, we, we were quite different. We thought about doing one of those Ameri uh, American Express commercials. You know, you may not know me, bud. And, uh, <laughs> right. Know, I'm not the only, co the Coach Thompson's not the only Coach T, but it never happened. Uh, uh, but, yeah, no, actually, uh, Coach Thompson was a, a great influence with me, you know, uh, and he was actually he came to our NCAA. The first time we made the NCAAs in 94, and we were playing Maryland at Georgetown. There was probably about 5,000, and uh, we lost in a heartbreaker. John Thompson was at the game waiting outside our locker room when I had done talking to the team and, you know, shook hands, and I know that was the hardest thing a coach has to do, and uh, went into the locker room afterwards, shook hands with every one of the players, a real class act. Well, well done. And obviously uh, you enjoyed your time in the broadcast booth as well. I mean, for I think 10 years or thereabouts, so we were calling the best games in the country. You know, uh, I miss that tremendously. I, I think the games of the week, uh, the, the Fox Soccer, the you know, NSCA games of the week, USC games of the week, they serve such a great purpose as well, you know, to go around the country, do the different uh, games. And, you know, Dean, when you went to some of the schools that might not have been the, the power conferences, but you'd get there, and they'd have the biggest crowds that they ever have. And then, of course, you go to Maryland, and what do we have? Eight thousand there one time, I think. UCSB, uh, USCB with uh, eleven, twelve thousand against UCLA, fifteen thousand against Cal UCLA. Cal Poly, yep, was that was a crazy game. one. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, with Kevin Whitty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if those people don't know, Dean used to think that I mispronounced at least one <laughs> name a game, okay, and uh, there was a guy named Kevin White. I pretended I was saying witty. <laughs> Over-under was probably a little higher than one, but that's, uh, that's what made you fantastic as well. You know, the other thing about that, too, is, yeah, we did the big games, but I got to tell you, I had as much fun going to Bucknell and William and & Mary and 
Boston U and, you know, some of those smaller clubs, man, they rolled out the red carpet. It was a big deal. Well, they did. I mean, you think about the High Point, you know, as well. We went to High yeah. Point. It was High Point VCU. <laughs> that was, one was of the a best mistake games. because my son ended up going there. It cost me a lot of money. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Well, <laughs> you went back telling him how great it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I told were, everybody. They were great hosts. And, uh, you know, and all those schools were great hosts, you know, for us. And But what is great to see is, ha is obviously you can see college soccer a lot now. And, uh, you know, you're with the Big Ten Network, and they're on all the time, one of the better networks from the beginning doing co college sports. But just all the, all the college sports online, and I think that's a great thing. I'm sorry. we yeah, Selfishly, I wish they weren't there because then we'd still be on uh, Fox doing the games of the week, but it's great that anyone can see them. Here you are at another convention, and, you know, yes, we know the U.S. team didn't make the World Cup, but, man, when you think about where soccer is today and Major League Soccer, I know you're in the D.C. area. They're building a new stadium, so that's going to be magnificent. I mean, Keith, it is mind-blowing where soccer is. Do you know, uh, the, one of the first conventions I went to was in Philadelphia, and the entire convention was just in one hotel. <laughs> and, you know, the convention exhibit hall was just one of the ballrooms. That was it. And to see where, it's, where the convention has come now is unbelievable. And, and as you're talking about the soccer in the country, I mean, yeah, the disappointment of not making the World Cup. But I'm going to ask you something. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, a lot of people wouldn't care. You know, now we're, you know, it's like one of the worst things that happened, you know, on, on the surface of things because everyone cares so much. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, there's a lot of good. It doesn't help that a lot of other good countries didn't make it. But, uh, you know, it just shows how difficult it is to make the World Cup. And our regions are getting better and better as well. You also do some work with U.S. soccer. What are you doing? Yeah, I do a, a fair bit of scouting uh, uh, for them. During the fall, I uh, was scouting for TAB uh, for the U-20s, and then I uh, you know, work uh, just at the different showcases and things, just trying to identify some talent out there to you know, help us in uh, whenever, 2022, 2026, hopefully in the United States, you know, whatever we can find. Keith Nabatsik, always great to be with you. Thanks for uh, being a part of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by team snap well we appreciate it we certainly appreciate team snap you know and what uh, they do for youth sports makes things a lot easier to communicate maybe it helps me pronounce some names a little <laughs> bit better too dean but great to be with you thank you always a salesman you know when to plug thank you keith and thank you denise reddy new head coach for sky blue fc of the nwsl ken mcdonald chief growth officer for our presenting sponsor team snap Terry Ransbury, one of the founders of the Accelerator School, a full-time soccer school located in North Carolina and perhaps other places soon. And also my old broadcast partner, Keith Nabatsnik. For each and every one of them, as well as the great folks from United Soccer Coaches, I'm Dean Linke. We'll see you in two weeks for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. The NSCAA is now United Soccer Coaches. We aren't changing who we are, just what you call us. Start your free no-risk trial membership today. Go to unitedsoccercoaches.org slash join.